0: Hello! Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today we have a master's edition and I am interviewing my good acquaintance, I consider him a friend, um, Don Flynn. He is 65 years old, lives in San Antonio, and uh, I know him through, actually all roads lead to Orly and Kathy, but I think I first met him through Orly and Kathy and, um, but he does, he's part of the Rockhoppers, um, which, you know, I'm involved in that group, and you know, I'm involved in a couple of groups around here, but anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's probably one of my best interviews to date, um, he's just a really interesting person, not to say that the other people I've interviewed so far are not, but this one just kind of turned out really well, so, um, we will delve into that in just a moment, um, over the weekend, um, did some running. It's, you know, it's getting back. I'm coming back. Oh my goodness, and the best freaking news <laughs> is the Captain Carl series is a go, and uh, well, with the exception of Colorado Bend, and this time it's going to start with um, Mule Shoe Bend, and then we will do Pedernales Falls. So I'm really hoping that I will not DNF Petronas since I will already have a night race under my belt, so to speak. Because um, I really would like to <laughs> try to not DNF that one for a change. Um, I think I'm one for four on that one. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so there's that coming up, and then um, I mean there's gonna be some you know precautions taken and and things like that I mean it's not going to be like you know a typical trail race I mean it's still gonna be a trail race but you know there's gonna be like staggered start touchless water stations and I think ice Mm -hmm. I I was asking Brad about that because I worry about the ice situation because especially mule shoe it's it's really gets hot and humid in there because it's kind of a thick canopy of brush that you're running through and you know in, in July that's kind of like feeling like you're in a jungle or something and um so hopefully we'll get some ice involved and um and then on a Saturday I um took another bike ride with my friend Maria and um we discovered a new place this was the Medina River Trail of Sun I don't know. it's a it's this really nice, beautiful place, um a little bit south of town. It's right by the Land Heritage Institute, which is where the Taco Loco race is held. And um this was pretty exciting because we um we ended up going like sixteen and a half miles, you know, for a bike ride, you know, and neither of us are, are that great at well, I mean, I'm riding on one speed that's is not very nimble, you know, so it it's like there were some catacombs like uh uphills and downhills and that that were had some hairpin turns and things like that. And I mean I I was really it's almost like running into walls and stuff. So it was like, okay, I'm just gonna walk the bike. So I think I got it was kind of like a cyclocross <laughs> almost. But um but it was really cool. Um and then Maria lost one pedal. Well she had like a what we, I was calling the nub and then she, her other pedal was about to fall off. So, you know, she had quite the challenge that day, too. So, but it was fun. I mean, we were out there for way too long, but very beautiful and scenic. A lot of bridges and um, just lush growth of brush and trees and all that jazz. So it was really pretty awesome. I, I really enjoyed that. And, um, you yeah, know, so, but I think this coming weekend... Land Heritage Institute is open, and so I think we're going to go run out there. Plus, she has to get the nub fixed. (laughs) Anyway, that was pretty funny. But the other thing, on Saturday, it was the uh, Trail Racing Over Texas sign-up-a-thon, and you got 25% off of fall races for um, that company. And so I signed up for, oh God, I'm going to hate myself for this, but I signed up for the Alamo City 25K, which this will be my third year in a row to do. And I got some, um, I don't know, I'm going to come back and and try to do a lot better this year than I did last year. Last year, it was like 30 minutes slower than the first year. Um, This race is incredibly challenging because it is held out at Eisenhower Park, which is, you know, even though it's a city park, it's still got some really crazy uphills and downhills. It's very technical in parts, and, um, or at least for me. And um, yeah, I wanted to really quit last year. So yeah, there's that. Um, but I did not. So we'll see how this all goes um and oh god I signed up for the um Taco Loco 50k. I know I keep signing up for these 50k's and then I decide not to do them because my training isn't there but by damn I'm going to do it this time because I just I've got well I've got to. I mean so my here's the here's the plan. I'm going to do 30k, 2 30k's, 25k uh 50k at Taco Loco and then do Wild Hair 50k god willing. And then I've got the Brazos Bend 50-miler at the beginning of December, and then the Snowdrop over New Year's weekend, or whatever that is. Um, I don't know if it's a weekend. I think it's like the middle of the week this time. But anyway, so I'm going to try to get my first hundo. And uh, so, yeah, i got to get a crack of lock in here on my training. And uh, ankle's holding up pretty well. I mean, I've just been doing, you know, like four miles at a stretch, you know, just... I'm trying to build up a little bit more each week. I do need to get my half marathon in for the Sugar Badger, the virtual, um, and uh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm I've got a lot coming up that make I don't know. It just made me feel like. <laughs> I mean, I know we're not we're not done with this by a long shot, um, but at the same time, I feel like some things are starting to return to normal in in, in some ways, um, even though things will be somewhat different, but you're still going to have that sense of accomplishing something, you know, that you really have, well, in my case, that I've really missed, and um, so, yeah, so we'll see how this all goes, and I'll keep you updated on that, so, anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Don Flynn. All right, so here I am, I have got a returning guest, Donald Flynn, um, and uh, just Why don't you start by telling me uh, a little bit about yourself, um, just for people who do not know you?
1: Okay, well, I live in San Antonio, and I, um, with my wife, Alma, and a four year old granddaughter. Otherwise, we'd be empty nesters uh, between the two of us. And it's, uh, uh, we both of us have children from prior marriages, and uh, they're three. Three from three for each of us, and um, uh, my wife is an oncology nurse. I am an oncology drug rep, and um, I don't know.
0: Uh, Where are you from? And Arizona?
1: I like to. I grew up in I, well, actually, I was born in El Paso, but I grew up in Rhode Island, and then in uh, really? 1982, I moved to Houston. And from there, uh, several years later, uh, I ended up in San Antonio, uh, just, um, basically for a a job change.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, and how long have you been running?
1: Well, that's an interesting question because (laughs) I, you know, I started running in high school and not because I was any... Great athlete, as a matter of fact, if you asked anybody in my high school class at the time, they probably would have told you that I was the least athletic male in the class, <laughs> and, and and I used to dread p e because um you know people would laugh at me and 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 even bully me in some. Uh, in some cases, because I was just such a pathetic uh, specimen in terms of of athletics, and then I realized one, yeah, and then I realized one day, you know, if I go go out for a sport, then I don't have to go to PE class anymore. And you know, I mean, and and how how hard can running be? So so I went out for I went out for I think first uh, cross country. And, um, you know, and I, I really wasn't much good at that either, but I re- I found I really did like running and, uh, I went out uh, and then I did track and, um, uh, I just, I just kept running, um, through high school and, uh, primarily recreationally, uh, up until, uh, until my, through my thirties. And, um to the you know the point the point where um I kind of kind of got a reputation as this crazy guy among my friends, you know, gosh, he runs he runs ten, twelve miles at a time. And, you know, of course in those days that was that seemed like a lot. And I ran a couple of marathons. And then I when I reached uh I think about 40, I just pretty much stopped uh because life got in the way, you know, I was having kids and everything else. And then I didn't start again until uh, five years ago when I turned uh, around the time I turned 60.
0: Oh my goodness. I didn't, I did not know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: really cool. You know, and it's funny because as I interview people for, for this series, um, I'm finding that most of us, you know, there may be, you know, people like you, you know, who have been were runners as, you know, as young, you know, younger people, but then, you know, a lot of us don't get into it until we're, you know, in our fifties or whatever, you know, or in your case in your sixties. So, I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. And, um, know,
1: yeah, it was, um, and, and then, um, when I turned 60, uh, and I started actually the way it started is I started, uh, I started walking because, you know, I have some health issues. I have diabetes, uh, as well as some other health issues and um, my doctor said you know don you've got to do something you've got to lose some weight you've got to get some exercise so i just started walking around the neighborhood and then as time went on i said you know we've got a lot of parks around here maybe i should go walk at the parks and i uh, started uh, actually spending all day on a saturday for example hiking and I would hike, you know, 10, 15 miles at Government Canyon or whatever. And then one day at Government Canyon, I just happened to run into my brother-in-law. And I knew he was a runner, but I really didn't, actually, both he and his wife are runners, but I really didn't know um, what they were all about. Well, he was running at Government Canyon. And I said, wow, Larry, how, how far are you running today? And he said, well... He said, I just finished twenty. I'm going back to the car and um I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get some water and do another ten. Oh my god. I said, huh? <laughs> yeah. And and I said, Well, you know, I really like I could never run like that, but I really like hiking and um uh, in fact, I said, you know, what I would like to do since I'm 60 years old, I'd like to spend a weekend out here and hike 60 miles. Oh, wow. And he said, well, you know, it's not going to be long before Bandera 100 comes up and you have 24 hours to go 62 miles, 100K. And I said, well, you know, I bet I could do that. But anyway, I, fortunately, I I didn't. But oh. what I did do is I did do... Uh, I did do Brazos Bend Half Marathon. So that was my first trail race um, that December. And then shortly after that, I did do Bandera, but only the 25K. And I I was was
0: such an ultra runner thing to say, only the 25K.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And at that time, I said, that time I said, you know, that's as far as I ever need to go. I love trail running, but 25k is my you know that's that's my wheelhouse that's
0: funny well you know and that must have been kind of a, a, a big transition too I mean not only the distance but the terrain because Barazos is you know flat as a pancake and you know pretty easy you know by you know trail running standards and then you know Banderas this giant yeah,
1: unfortunately, I I had been I had been hiking out there too, so I knew what I was up against. Oh, but everybody said, well, you know, this is kind of a tough race for your really your first one because, like you said, Brazos is a is a pancake. So anyway, <laughs> then you know the rest is history.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but so. What is the longest distance? uh, I I, I think I know the answer to this question, but um, you have done a 100 miler. How many?
1: Um, I've done three 100 milers, um, two at Brazos Bend, one at uh, Mm Snowdrop. I've attempted two others, which I didn't finish. One was Vermont, and uh, the other one was a Javelina 100 a couple of years ago
0: what in the world were you thinking doing javelina <laughs> isn't that the oh no i'm thinking of habanero never mind i'm thinking of the one uh, that starts at noon
1: <laughs> oh i did that i did that too but okay. it wasn't a hundred i think i think i did a, i can't remember what distance i did but i didn't i didn't uh, attempt 100 miles on that
0: oh, thank god yeah <laughs> so, what, <laughs> so what were the reasons for dnfing
1: well you know i've um I don't do well in heat and I have this issue which you see occasionally in normally older men and in heat and I never really know when it's going to happen and some people say it has to do with an electrolyte imbalance, some people say a weak core. Uh Some people say dehydration, and I think it's probably a combination of all three. but I do this really weird thing, and I will start leaning to the side like a yeah. almost to a almost to a ninety degree angle and at some point i'll lose my equilibrium where I just really can't can't stay on my feet and that's what happened in uh, at Havelina about mile about mile fifty. And then um, Vermont, I didn't have that issue, but it was just really I, I wasn't prepared for the heat and the humidity. You know, I in Vermont. fact before I went to Vermont, I said, "Well, how how bad can it be? It's Vermont, right?" Exactly. But they had a uh, it was like an all it was in I think it was July. I don't remember. For sure. I'm not sure what the month is, but um, they had an all time record in terms of, in terms of heat. And, you know, it was like a 106 degree heat index. Oh my God. And so I, uh, I timed, I I didn't lean, but I, I timed out. I just didn't make it from one aid station to the next uh, enough.
0: Just missed the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. What? but I've seen, I've seen people do that lean before. Cause I know like when I've paced orally or um, my, my other friend Sarisa, I, I, you know, like middle of the night that you know, it looks like the walking dead or something, you know, it's, it's really, mm-hmm. but it, but it's not just older people. I, I, I've seen it in some of the younger people too. So I do think you're right. It's, it's, I, I, I know what I've heard is that it's you know dehydration and, you know, maybe some other stuff, you know, electrolyte imbalance. Um, but yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I haven't haven't gone that far to have that problem yet, but (laughs) my time is coming. So I'm just,
1: I'm just hoping, you know, every, every long race I do, I just hope it doesn't happen. And, you know, and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't.
0: You're also one of the few people I've talked to that has had the the DNF thing happen. And, um, you know, and, and as somebody who, has my fair share of DNFs. Um, it's sort of nice to talk to somebody about that uh, issue. Um, sounds like both times these were very physical issues. Have you DNF'd other races uh, that were shorter?
1: Just like your mind? Only one, only yeah. only one. And that was um, Captain Carl's uh, Peternalis, and, and I had signed up to do the Peternalis Falls and I had signed up to do the 60K and i was in my first loop and i was feeling fine and joe presedes came up next to me and we started we started talking for a while and he was he was saying you know what a crazy race these captain this this race is and what a crazy series captain carl's is you know he can't said he couldn't believe that people do that you know i said wait a minute joe this is your race isn't it (laughs) more or less (laughs) and and, yeah more or less and he said yeah but he said i that doesn't mean i think it's a good idea that you know (laughs) i think it's that i don't think it's crazy and uh so anyway i got you know the first loop is um 30k and I said, you know, Joe was right. This is stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you let him talk you into it. <laughs> yes.
1: And I, and I really felt fine. I was, I was, I was tired, you know, of course, because those races, they start Ugh, yeah. in the night. In the nighttime. nighttime.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's funny. So, yeah, I think I think sometimes I have more trouble with the, the mind element of things. Although I will say I have DNF'd the, the Pedernales 30K three times. Um, and it's because I, 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 get heat sick and the first time I did it, um, I don't know, it was probably like five or six years ago and somebody had told me that we were driving up. I was with David Zuniga and, uh, Orly and they were, <laughs> and they were telling me about this one race where everybody was like throwing up like Hell's Hills. I think it, when it was, it used to be in early May or something and people were, you know, all thrown up. I'm like, why do people throw up? And they're like, well, it's because mm-hmm. of the heat. And. Who knew that, like, within a matter of hours, I was, like, on the side of the trail heaving and, you know, just miserable, and I got five miles from the uh, Enthal Loop, and I just, I had to drop, and I, I really didn't want to, but, and then another friend came by with some women, and they were just hiking it, and he's like, why don't you come with us? And so I started to walk with them, but it felt like they were, you know, running and racing, and I was just like, oh, my God, no, I can't do this, and so I turned around and came back but. Yeah, that was a puke fest. That was really bad. So, yeah, I'm kind of relieved. How yeah, see... I? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, I'm just kind of relieved to see that <laughs> Keternalis is now second <laughs> in line <laughs> for Captain Carl's this year. So maybe I can, I've been trying to run more like the heat, uh, you know, so I can get used to it. Because uh, I, I do want to do all three. I want to do the 30K series. So that's my, my new goal for the summer. So. Cool so example, well, but
1: anyway well but you know after that because there was really no good reason that i <laughs> that i dnf i i felt terrible in fact i when i think about it i still feel a little sick to my stomach just because um i'm so disappointed in myself you know the other two that i mentioned i mean i could not physically go any farther exactly you know, that's but that i could have i and i you know you never say never but i really don't think i will ever dnf a race again that i can uh, that i can physically where i can physically move forward
0: yeah i i agree i i can see that i mean i think yeah again it with with me it's like the mental battle you know just well even at alamo city last year i was just doing the 25k but you know that was that was horrible it was just ridiculously hot and humid and i got to that Aid station, and you know, you could just—I was—I really did. I told the woman, "I'm like, I'm just going to drop," and I was going to walk across the parking lot to the finish line. (laughs) And then I just kept thinking, "Okay, you're stupid. You know, don't do this." And you know, I then I stood up and I said, "I'm going to do this," and so I finished. But oh man, yeah,
1: yeah, that was hot. I did that last year. That was that was was hot.
0: And you were doing the fifty k, so it's like, hmm. So, um, so what's your what's your favorite distance?
1: Well, although I don't have that many of them, I really think my favorite distance is a hundred miles. Ooh, just, uh, just something about it. I think you really, at least so far, I've just been able to learn a lot about myself. And uh, it's almost, it's, it's difficult to explain, but um, there's just something about it. It's it's. To me the 100 mile distance when i do it it's uh, it's kind of like a uh, spiritual journey in Mm -hmm. in many ways
0: that's cool what how do you um mentally get through it i mean because for me for instance like i love 50ks that's like my favorite distance and so i don't think about the first 15 and a half miles and then once we get to the second part i'm like okay now here comes the race you know um how do you i mean how do you break it down or or do you? I mean, you just.
1: Keep well, going. I use. I mean, I use all the tricks. Um, I'll just. I may just say, okay, I'm just going to make it to the next aid station and just keep going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that. But whatever, I, I really try very hard to stay in the moment, uh-huh. you know, and and constantly, okay, you know, just one foot after the other. What's uh, and then, constantly assess myself. How's You know, how is my hydration? How is, uh, you know, okay, I hurt, but is it, is there something I can do? Can I, can I slow down for a little bit? Can I, can I change my gait? Do I need more nutrition? Do I need more water? And just uh, constantly, I guess, self, uh, making these little self assessments and, uh, and trying to stay in the moment and just realize that sooner or later, uh, I'm, I'm going to get there.
0: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great philosophy. I like that. I, I can remember a few years ago, I was like doing, we had, we had a 10 K series, uh, down at mission trails that was a night series. And I can remember my races were better when I stayed present. And so I think that's, that's mm-hmm. a really good piece. That's of the Yeah, definitely. I
1: will, I, I will say there's one other thing. Yeah. Um, the first, the first hundred mile I did at Brazos Bend, um, As you may or may not know, Delane was my pacer.
0: No, I didn't. And,
1: yeah, and, you know, she was doing everything she should do to keep me going. And so she said, well, what motivates you to run? And I told her about what I had said, what I just said to you about, um, you know, my high school experience. And, um, And I said, and there was one particular bully, and I'll just call him, I don't know john doe and that guy just would never let up and you know he was you know big huge football player built like adonis you know and just really really cocky and um and uh, just made my made my life really really difficult and <laughs> So I said, you know, every once in a while, when things get really tough, he said, you know what, John Doe, you're probably overweight, still trying to fit in your high school letterman jacket. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. And I said, you know what? But I can run 100 miles. F you, John
0: Doe. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's actually a pretty... Good motivator. I can I can see that. I I had a friend who did Snowdrop two years ago, I guess, and uh, her, her she was going through a pretty nasty divorce, and so she was in, and I think her then ex or you know, her now ex um pretty much told her that she couldn't do it, and you know and I think that was like her sole motivation, you know, or one of her big motivations, sure. was just that anger, you know, and and you know, to heck with you, you know. So yeah, I get that I get that too. That's pretty cool. Um, What's your favorite race been so far?
1: I think my favorite race was a race I did up in uh, Colorado uh, outside of Golden. It's called the uh, Golden Gate Dirty 30. And it was my first mountain race and actually my only mountain race to date. And uh, it was just beautiful. I I loved it. I, I felt like. Okay. And, it w- and it was, it was only 50K and... Um,
0: there you go again. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and and I was very, I was very much afraid of it. Uh, and I went very, I took it very easy because I didn't know how the altitude was gonna affect me. But it was just, it was just so beautiful. I mean, around every band there's this different, uh, you know, different view that's, you know, inspiring. and That's cool. And great.
0: That sounds that sounds really fun, yeah. I I haven't gone out of state yet. Well, as you know, this weekend I would have been going to Wisconsin for the Sugar Badger.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but I was going mainly because of the <laughs> the flat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm I, I registered for the uh, Badger hundred in August. Yeah. But um, my guess is that that won't happen. Yeah. Or if it, I or if it does, I don't know. if I'll feel comfortable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't know about getting on a plane. Time. Yeah, I just I think that's my big, you know, it's like Ooh, I don't know about getting on a plane. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of scary. But so, what was your toughest race? You may have already answered this, but Oh
1: my toughest race. Hmm. Oh, I toughest toughest race was the one I just did. Um, oh yeah, March. uh, March 15th. Actually, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't, it it didn't seem like the toughest, but looking back and looking at the terrain and, and, and um, all that stuff, I think it, it was the, the toughest that I've, I've been through. And um, that was the uh, J and J hundred K. And now that's actually, that's another one. I, I had to DNF because of the leaning, and I got to actually um, about 50, 55 miles, and I just couldn't, couldn't do anything, and I had a pacer who had uh, left me for a little bit, and uh, finally, I just, you know, kind of fell down, and um, pulled myself up, and sat on a rock until he showed up, and helped me get back to the uh, get back to the um
0: Aid station you know, start
1: finish area yeah,
0: yeah yeah that i think that's the toughest course that i've ever been on i mean i've never even I tried think, i've never done anything longer than a 25k there but you know still it's oh god i hate those rocks
1: yeah and i was feeling i was feeling pretty good about myself until i in, until i started leaning because i knew you know i'd been on that course before and i knew it was a tough course and so I was a little bit scared of it. And I was feeling really, really good about myself until somebody said, you know what, Don? You're starting to lean. And I oh, said, no. oh, crap.
0: And then that was that was it. Shoot. Oh, well, ugh. that's, that's <laughs> you know, it, and it's funny. I was just, <laughs> just about to say, well, we always have next year. But then, you know, the thing is, though, is like, sorry, but I mean, we're not that old, but still, you know, it's like at our ages. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not such a given that there will be next year, you know, and, and that's, I think that's, you know, I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Well, I feel, you know, and I hope this is true that if I, if I just keep running, um, I'll keep running. Yeah, I'll be able to keep running. And, um, and, and we'll see, but I'm just so grateful now. And um, it's a, uh, it's it's changed it's changed my life
0: definitely in
1: many I, many positive ways
0: yeah um have you um what do you think the best part about being a masters runner is
1: well i never really thought about that but um sorry as i as i think as i think about it now um and i didn't feel this way at first but that, um, you know, I know that I'm not going to that I'm not going to podium. I know that I'm not going to be running, you know, six minute miles. Yeah. And I sometimes I do, you know, I can do fairly well. I think I'm
0: pretty fast. Fair, yes, you are
1: fairly, fairly well in in my age group. You know, occasionally I win my age group. Occasionally I don't. There's a few yeah. people. You know, Joe Purseidis came comes to mind. Wow, they will kick my butt on every penny and every day. But um, uh, I think I, I my favorite part is not so much worrying about where I am in the uh, where I am in the mix, and just uh, being able to enjoy the you know the enjoy the experience of of doing the best that I can and doing what I love
0: yeah that's great that's really that's that's really that kind of sums it up for me too I mean you know sometimes I get a little competitive you know if I (laughs) last year last year I was well because I was running the aid station uh at Pandora's and so I just did the four miler and saw these two ladies and I you know kind of eyeballed them and thought they look like they're in my age group so they're masters and so um, they, this was their first trail race and, um, there were a couple of road runners and they were a little fast, but you know, they, but they made the fatal mistake of stopping at the aid station. I have no idea why on a four mile run you can stop at an aid station, but it was a rookie mistake and I just kept going and I was like, I am going to be, which was, you know, it wasn't anything personal, but it was like, and I won. So All right. <laughs> I know, I know sometimes it's, you know, I- dubious I, I
1: like it you know anyway oh, sorry that's great oh uh, i don't know i guess two or three years ago i was doing a rocky raccoon i'm not sure if it was the 50k or the 50 mile i think it was probably the 50k but um you know i was getting really close to the uh, the finish and and i could see that i was catching up on this guy ahead of me and uh when we were almost within uh, sight of the finish. He looked behind me and he he looked behind him and saw me coming up on him. So he started running. So I started running faster and I got up next to him and I said, okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you know, after 50K or whatever it was, here we were both of us sprinting, sprinting to the finish and I just, slightly beat him by a few seconds and uh, you know everybody was cheering and screaming and all that stuff and so when I went back and I looked at the results you know I you know I beat him by a few seconds but I looked at his age he was 24 years old I
0: said, yes, oh, that's
1: yes. Sweet. he was geezered <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have never heard that. I like i don't remember that geezer.
1: Now, I mean, he, for who knows, he may have run 100 the week before or, yeah, you know, he may dope. have been injured, but, well, uh, but it felt Well, you don't that
0: part. Yeah. What care? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He yeah, got geezered. I've heard chicked, but never geezered. So that's, that's good. <laughs>
1: well, you know, it was um, Gordon Ainsley who told me that. He said, No, actually, he didn't tell me personally. Now that I think about it, he was it was a podcast I was listening to. Said he and his pacer used to have uh, little cards made, and they would stand at the end of the race at the um, finish area. And when uh, young men came in, they would hand them cards that said, You've been geezered, (laughs) because you know, know, Gordon obviously had come in
0: before then. That's hilarious. I think, yeah, I do think the thing about getting older, too, is I think we tend to be a little bit more chill about the whole thing. Although, like I say, sometimes I get a little bit, I live a little too much in my head, just in general. And so sometimes when I'm out there, you know, especially at these Captain Carl's races, which I just cannot seem to <laughs> wait for now. Um, I think I just want to get back Now, on.
1: I hate those races. <laughs> I
0: do, too, but I just, I can't wait to do it because I hate it so much. If that makes any sense.
1: oh yeah no it does make sense it makes yeah. a lot of sense in oh fact i'll
0: just to say yeah. hey i finished that boy that was hell but man i did it you know <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's the stupidest thing <laughs> but um anyway uh so anyway i'm coming up on 30 minutes here and i don't want to keep you any longer um do you have anything else you wanted to add that i did not ask you about that we should know about you
1: no, not that I can not that I can really think of other than just once again express you know how grateful I am to have found this sport and not only not only the sport itself and the activity itself, but um you know, like I said, I'm sixty five years old and um' I've been involved you know I've have a very uh, been th- experienced a lot of ups and downs and during life and uh, i can honestly say that i have never ever met involved with a just a generally more wonderful group of people than the people that uh, that we run with in uh on on trails and in ultras
0: amen i i am right there with you good lord even watching that video, I don't know if you posted on Facebook the other day, I was looking at the Pedernales, you know, Captain Carl stuff and Brad has this, this uh, video, you know, if everybody, has you know, it's like a compilation of, you know, like the previous year or something, and it was like all these people on trails and the start line and all the little kids doing the, the kids race and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait, you know, because it's just that like, trail runners are the coolest darn people hands down. I just, I don't know. I can't, I've never met another group of people like
1: it. You you know, when, when we're all at a race, it's like, it's almost like everybody's just like a, a, a a hippie, even whether it's a, whether, whether it's a 18 year old hippie or a, uh, of course, you know, that's my, that's my era, but, or, or 60 or 65 year old hippie. And some of these people who you would think, you know, these, this guy's just a dirt bag. He doesn't have a pot to piss in. And then, and then you find out, you know, he's CFO of some major corporation or something, you know, and yeah. it's just, and everybody, I think, uh, I think by and large uh, people in the community treat you um, you know, we're just us. All of us are just us.
0: Very egalitarian, yeah. I think that's yeah, because yeah. I, I think that's the other thing I love about it too, is that, you know, even the you know, the Jim Walmsleys of you know the sport, we all start at the same place, you know, we all start at the same starting line. You know, don't stick people in corrals, at least not on the which, way. Is,
1: which is which is very cool. And oh, speaking yeah. of that, and I know we're going over time, okay. but at um uh, at Javelina 100, the one I DNF'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came into um, uh, Jackass Junction, uh, a famous aid station. I love that name. And um, you uh, know uh, Jazzy, uh, who was oh, yeah. my, my pacer. And I said, you know, there's Jim Walmsley. Gosh, I'd really like to to meet him. And so while I was being looked at by the medics, um, <laughs> Jim Wamsley came over and uh, to console me. Oh, my you gosh. Know? I
0: mean, that is really cool. Oh, you know? that's that is so awesome. That and that sounds. Yeah. I mean, that, And yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I go ahead.
1: No, it's just I mean, w- arguably the best if, if, if or at least one of the best um, ultra distance runners in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's just really salt of the earth. I mean, you know, we cornered him at um, OST up in Bandera because he was accruing mm-hmm. for Cody. Um, I can't remember mm-hmm. Cody's last name, Cody Williams, I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah, we, we saw him. He up at the register. And so it was like Cody and Reese,
1: I, was it Cody Reese? Cody
0: Reese, that's it, yeah, yeah. He was crewing okay. for him. This a couple of years ago. And he was getting ready to pay. And so, you know, some of my Valley friends, they were... They didn't know who he was, but I explained who he was. And then they are like, oh my God. <laughs> and so we go up to him, you know, hey, can we get our picture taken with you? And his friends were just like cracking up because and they were taking pictures of us getting our picture taken with them. And, you know, it was just, it was so, he was, and of course I'm the one, because I'm such a fan girl. I'm like, I saw you win Bandura 100K, because I did. I saw him <laughs> come in and it was like, who is this guy? My God, you know, it was amazing. And yeah, and so I'm just like blathering away. <laughs> I think he was like overwhelmed by us but, but yeah he's super cool so um, yeah and again I think that is one of the wonderful things about the sport is you know there's not I don't think everybody can say that about their sport and um, I think no. that's one of the best things about it so anyway well Don it has cool. been an incredible pleasure talking to you I don't even think I ever get to talk to you this long so
1: <laughs> no I don't think we have well uh, it's been a Good opportunity to get to know each other a little better, thanks for uh,
0: sure. I hope thanks to see for the you invitation absolutely and um, yeah, so we well, listen, have a great rest of your day and um, I will talk to you soon all right, there you go. That was my very fun interview with with Don, and I think we got i think I cut him off at the end when we were saying goodbye because i I stopped the recording, and so sorry about that um yeah, that ended a little rough. So, um, anyway, so next week, uh, if everything goes well, I've got an interview scheduled tomorrow with Matt Madej, who, uh, is, this is a real different kind of interview. This one's kind of one of the coronavirus, um, tales, if you will. Um, he's a very interesting person. I, I have not met him before. Um, I was introduced to him through my brother-in-law and Matt is current. I mean, he, was supposed to be in Belgium because that's where he's based. I mean, he's an American, but um, they, he and his girlfriend kind of have been stuck in the U.S. Um, because of the coronavirus thing. And But they've been uh, employing some real interesting coping mechanisms in that they're running around um, at national parks. And so I'm going to talk to both of them tomorrow um, and have that one for you next week. So, um, yeah, so I got some good content coming down the pike for you, and uh, I hope all's going okay with everyone, and um, I think that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.